If you had to pick a single skill in life, what would it be? Have you ever thought about this question? When I was thinking, I decided that I would choose to be a good problem solver because it leads to success and happiness. The better our problem solving skills are, the easier our lives get. And I believe I would add value to other people's lives by solving problems. So in this episode, I'm going to teach you of how to be a good problem solver. First of all, let's fix our mentality about problems. Start by telling yourself there's nothing scary about a problem. All a problem is, is something waiting to be solved or improved. A challenge to make things better. Now, who wouldn't want to make things better, right? Oftentimes, people get scared of problems because their mentality tells them it is scary. Now, if you use positive reframing and flip the way you think about it and now instead tell yourself that there is a good solution that I can get satisfaction out of solving a problem, then actually problems can end up sounding fun to you because it's a challenge to overcome. For every problem, there is a solution waiting to happen. Now, next time you have a problem, make sure you tell yourself that. For every problem, there is a solution waiting to happen. Let me take you guys through a step-by-step approach to solving a problem. I will use a real-life example of a problem I had last year and how I use these steps to solve it. Step one, identify the problem. Now, my problem was I wanted to travel but yet I was running a business and I couldn't leave my certain tasks to trust other people at the workplace to take care of while I can go travel and still make money with the business or grow the business while I was on the road traveling for fun. Now, within that first step of identifying the problem, I want to list all the obstacles because at first when I thought about it, well, how am I going to travel and be away so much from my business? It seemed impossible, like I could not do that. The business would fail if I'm that absent from it. But after breaking it down and listing all the obstacles, then each little obstacle doesn't seem that big of a problem. And then you can solve your bigger problem more easily. For example, some of my obstacles were that my fiance was working at a regular nine to five job and he couldn't work virtually to come with me. And I didn't want to go alone at all because my plan was to travel for about 10 months and going to every single state in the United States. Second obstacle was managing my employees and physically being there to support them, manage them, communicate with them. If I was going to be on the road, it was going to be really hard to trust people even to do what they're supposed to do. And the third was still making money while I was traveling on the road because, you know, we all need money coming in. Now, on a side note, psychologically, and also since I'm a big believer of mentality and the power of thinking, after we list our obstacles, we don't really want to focus on them too much. We just want to acknowledge that these are the obstacles or this is the problem. And then we want to focus and put all our energy into finding different solutions. If we think more about possible solutions versus the problem, then something happens in our brain we end up being more positive and figuring out the solution versus going downhill and thinking negatively about this problem we have. 
Now, the next thing is determining the root of the cause. So that's the second thing we want to do. So my problem was I wanted to travel and I wanted to run my business. Initially, it seems like I can't be at two places at the same time. But now the way I'm going to try to get to the root cause is by asking the why question. So we're going to keep asking why until we figure out what the actual root cause of our problem is. So then I would ask myself, why can't I travel and still run a business? Then my answer to that would be because I can't manage my employees while I'm not there. Then my question again would be with the why question. So I would ask, but why can't I manage employees while I'm not there? Then my answer would be, because I don't know if I could trust them. And then my question would be, but why can't you trust them? Then my answer would be, well, I don't know. Maybe I can trust them. Maybe it's a um, control thing. Maybe I can find a different way of managing them virtually. I hope that helps. So going through these why questions to myself, at least asking it to myself about five times, it it was more clear to me that one obstacle of me not being able to manage people while I'm not there was really the root cause of me not wanting to lose control of the business. But the reality was it did hit me after I went through this is no huge CEOs or businesses can be at every single one of their locations of their business. So you have to find a way to manage a business while you're gone. The third step is finding multiple solutions to your problem. Now, it's very, very important, even if some of the solutions are not the best solution, we want to write everything down in order to be able to later pick the best solution. Sometimes while you're trying to find different solutions, it may actually be an opportunity for you to solve a bigger problem. So that's actually how some businesses come up with genius ideas or some people come up with genius ideas because they have a problem and they don't know how to solve it. That's how the sticky notes were made. That's how many things that we use on our day-to-day basis were made because people had a problem and they tried to figure out a solution, but then they had to invent something as an opportunity to have that problem solved. So for my example, um, what ended up happening is after I started thinking about the different solutions, for example, um, the one of the obstacles was making money on the road. One of the solutions ended up being teaching classes at different locations, wherever I was traveling at. And again, it ended up being an opportunity for me to grow a business in other states to gain more awareness and popularity for myself that, hey, Yegi Beauty or my company is also teaching classes at X, Y, and Z location. Now, step four is planning and implementing the solution. It's very, very important to take time to plan and implement. Sometimes ideas are great and solutions can be kind of like ideas. But unless you detailed plan out step by step of what you're going to do for your solution and then actually do it, then it will never solve the problem. So for example, in my scenario, I planned to know the exact locations I would teach classes at. I planned to see how I can financially 
support my fiance as well. Maybe he can work within the company while we're on the road too. So then he can quit his job and come with me because I didn't want to go alone. But I planned all those details in order to be able to solve my problem of being able to travel and also run a business. Step five is to think outside the box and think creatively, not to shut down an idea that it needs to be either A or either B. Sometimes we can have both and we just need to get creative in order to accomplish it. So think of a way to stay open-minded and also you may want to have a group of people who you know are pretty open-minded to help you and talk to you through your problem and they and you stay open-minded to their ideas and you'll be surprised with what type of solutions you can get. Now if you're doing this for a personal or business type of problem that you want to solve, it works for both. If it's a personal problem or a business problem, depending on the scale of it, all these steps should work, okay? So if it's a business problem, instead of you solving it on your own, you can have a team of open-minded people trying to solve a problem. So get people together, have them talking, write down all the different solutions, find the best solutions, find the implementation. So the same, same steps work. Lastly, you want to give your solution a fair time. You want to give it a fair trial run and, and then determine if it's if it solved your problem or not. Because without trying out the solution, you'll never know if it would work or not. So make sure you try it out, but then only give it a certain amount of time, maybe a month or two months, or if it's something more simple, maybe a week, and see if it's working. If something's not working again, you have to also go back and you know, reassess the problem and try to come up or try one of your other solutions. Oh, I should mention that the big problem I had of traveling and running a successful business did end up working out. I did actually end up going on a 10-month tour. We bought an RV. My fiance, now husband, had quit his jobs. We saw all the states. We did classes and locations. We made a good living out of it. It grew the business and it worked out. And yeah, I hope that motivates you to use these problem-solving skills and do something with them and enjoy your life. Before I end this video, I do want to share a fun fact with you. So to be a good problem solver, you do have to practice at it. Surprise, surprise, practice makes perfect. But if you practice at solving problems and go through these steps, even with simple day-to-day -day problems, you will work your skill of being a good problem solver. And again, if you're a good problem solver, you're more valuable to people around you in your workplace, to yourself. You will be happier because you'll have less problems. So work on it, practice it. And if you're an overachiever, you can actually do some puzzles and logic games. There's bunch that exist out there in order to work your brain muscles physically and become more logical or be a better problem solver. So I hope this helps you guys enjoy the rest of your day and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Oh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share. It helps me out and keeps me motivated to keep doing these for you.